disturbing from my slumber. I am the eternal dragon. Now make your first wish. Your wish has been granted. Here is your host, Tim Bridgewater. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 40 of Rock the Dragon, a Dragon Ball Super Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater. Here we go. Episode 40, right? Every time you reach one of these episodes that has a zero behind it, uh, it does make you feel like you've managed to to, to make some progress <laughs> and that you've you've sustained and you've remained and you've hung on uh, long enough to to reach, uh, you know, that milestone. Uh, and things haven't been as bad as they once were, you know, at one point in time when we got to episode 10 and then we got to episode 20, I was constantly thinking, man, what a struggle it was to get to this point. Right. Well, I personally feel like it's getting better. It wasn't as much of a struggle to get from episode 30 to episode 40 for me, uh, which means things are getting better. Right. It means the show is getting better. And uh, I haven't had any major complaints, I think, about this arc so far, you know, beyond things that I've talked about in previous episodes. Uh, it seems to now, of course, be coming to a close, which I'm I'm pretty I feel pretty good about that. Uh, I think we spent plenty of time on this. We haven't seen anything else. Hopefully when we get back to Earth, uh, some interesting things will be happening and maybe we'll have some progress with Gohan and get to see some of these other characters just do something else. <laughs> but I guess we'll see. Uh, once again, my name's Tim Bridgewater. I hosted two other podcasts before this one, one called Geekly Dose, which was a podcast. We talked about everything geek. We talked about comic books, movies, video games, all sorts of shit. Uh, it's a little bit old now, but you can still find it on iTunes as well as Stitcher.com, along with Republic City Report, which was my Legend of Korra podcast. So if you happen to watch Legend of Korra, uh, if you're looking to get into the Legend of Korra or the Avatar The Last Airbender universe, you can check that out also on iTunes and Stitcher.com. While you're over on iTunes, if you like this podcast, which you clearly do because you, you're coming back for yet another episode, then you can go ahead and make sure you leave me a review there while you're there. Uh, I don't have any new reviews to read for this week. Uh, things have been a little bit quiet lately. Uh, I do have one email, though, for our email segment called What Are You Saying? So if you have any questions, comments about anything such as that, make sure you send me an email over to rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on Facebook over at facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast. Uh, that being said, let's just go ahead and kind of jump into this email. Um, this email is from Jordan. Jordan, thank you very much for emailing me. I believe we've spoken before, if I'm not mistaken. Always nice to hear from you. Uh, it says here, hey, Tim Bridgewater, I think it's time to talk about this eventful episode. I think eventful would be an understatement. I would rate the episode 7.5 out of 10, but the Goku versus Hit fight, I would give a 9 out of 10 till the end. But I'm here to talk about Monaka versus Hit, the oddest match ever. When initially seeing it, I thought Hit just threw the match for some reason, but no, Hit actually lost. I know Dragon Ball Super's writers are straight disrespecting Hit. When I seen that, I said, this is some bullshit. I, I need some closure on that fight because Dragon Ball Super's writers played my boy hit. I want Universe 7 to win, but I wanted an actual fight. But aside from that, I think this tournament was an 8 out of 10. DBS put a little too much comedy in each episode, but the writers did a pretty good job at foreshadowing and all together beginning and ending the tournament. 
I'm glad to see that a few of Universe 6's fighters may be characters in future episodes, and I'm glad to see character growth in Vegeta, and I love Super Saiyan Blue Kaioken. I would love to hear your thoughts on the match. Thanks for reading. Okay, Jordan, uh, obviously, thank you so much for the email. Normally, um, if I get an email that pertains to the episode that the podcast episode is about, so in this case, this email pertains to episode 40, uh, I usually save it to the end of the episode talk, but I think what I want to do here is just kind of talk a little bit about it beforehand and then a little bit about it after. Uh, so, yeah, you're talking about Monaka versus Hidden how it was an odd match. Now, this is the part of your email that confuses me a little bit, Jordan. You say that when you first saw it, you thought hit through the match, but no hit actually lost. Um, now <laughs> I, I came away, I very much came away from this episode with the impression that hit through the match. Uh, I'm not sure. I'd be interested to find out how you started with that idea, but then something changed your mind because everything about what happened here told me that he threw the match, um, because Goku backed out and then hit backed out. And I definitely took that as he just Manaka barely hit him and Manaka was clearly too weak to do anything. <laughs> so he just threw himself out of the ring. Um, as for why that is, we can get more into that later, but that's pretty much the way I, I took that. So if uh, if there was something that I missed, as always, let me know. But I definitely came away with the impression that hit lost on purpose. Uh, and sometimes we think things are more clear than they are. And so I don't sometimes I miss things. And and sometimes you guys see things that I didn't see. So I would be interested to see why you feel that way. Now, we'll get more into that uh, as I talk about the episode. And once we get into that part of the episode, I'll break this down more. And we can talk more about why um, I'm coming away with a different impression than you are. OK, so uh, any questions, comments, once again, guys, send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Um, also, yeah, make sure you go and like the page and all that stuff. Don't forget there's a giveaway coming soon. Uh, I think I'm going to change up my approach with it. I also have an idea for a, a, a I have a couple of ideas and uh, you know what? I'm just going to keep them a secret for now. That's what I'll do. <laughs> I'll just do that and keep you guys in suspense. Uh, but I will say this. If you're enjoying the podcast and you have any friends that you think will like it, please tell them about it. Okay. Uh, we're 40 episodes into this 42 if you count episode zero and you also count the bonus episode which once again I did a bonus episode on Halloween season two review of Stranger Things um, so I just uh, I just want to make sure before we journey on to episode 50 and start to make our way toward another 40 episodes that uh, we're kind of that this this community is building here um, so uh, I am seeing a, a, a growth in the numbers, but, you know, 40 episodes in, I was hoping for a bit more. So if you guys can help me out at all, and I, and I have no doubt that when I do the giveaway, that'll kind of boost things a little bit, too. Um, but yeah, so if you wouldn't mind just sharing it along with some people, you know, that you happen to know in real life that may like it, by all means, uh, subscribe on iTunes. It's available on Google Play iTunes, I mean, uh, tune in 
and also Stitcher.com. For some reason, Stitcher does not update properly, so I wouldn't recommend using Stitcher, but there are some people that use Stitcher to listen. I have noticed that. Um, but so far, the most popular outlets seem to be iTunes and TuneIn, and uh, I, I see why. Okay, so we'll, we'll revisit your email at the, uh, toward the end of the episode, okay? So for now, let's just go ahead and jump on over to the episode talk for this week. Of course, this episode of Rock the Dragon podcast is going to cover episode 40 of Dragon Ball Super titled, uh, where is it? Uh, A decision at last is the winner Beerus or is it Champa? Okay, so obviously based on that title, we at least know that the tournament is going to come to a conclusion (laughs) uh, during this episode. Now, uh, what we last left off at, of course, remember episode 39, one of the most epic episodes of the entire series so far, in my opinion. Um, Goku powered up. He powered up the Super Saiyan Blue, and on top of that, he did to a Kaioken times 10. Okay, so remember, he was trying to find a way to sort of counter and, and, and um, defeat Hit's uh, offensive time skips, his time skipping ability. So as far as we could tell by the, the, the last few seconds of the previous episode, he seemed to be doing that. And he decided he wanted to launch a, a, a Kamehameha at him uh, to just kind of, you know, as a last resort before his because the Kaoken takes a uh, takes a, a toll on his body. So it's sort of a, a limited sort of a thing. You know, you know, you play these video games where you get like a limited power up and it only lasts for so long for different reasons or <laughs> or it uh, at the same time, it, it increases your strength, but lowers your health meter. You know, it's it's, it's that kind of a sort of situation. So he launches the blast. Now, it doesn't last long. I mean, I remember at the end of the previous episode, we were kind of speculating about what, what was going to happen here uh, because I got an email about it and and no one i was saying that well you know maybe hits done maybe he's not um this oh you know what this reminds me of something else i want to talk about and because i'm i'm not honestly i'm not sure how to approach this <laughs> it's kind of a weird time to kind of bring it up i think but um so i don't know how long they've been doing this but they do the they do previews for next week's episodes i just normally i never notice that because i usually don't watch it right i usually i i dvr dragon ball super uh, and that's how I watch it. So I don't see, you know, next time on Dragon Ball Super because it, it doesn't happen as a part of the episode. It just happens separately as like a commercial. So lately I've been noticing them online. Now, I didn't realize this was happening the whole time. So a lot of times when I'm sitting here speculating about what's going to happen next episode, <laughs> some of you guys probably already know. And, and not because you watch the Japanese dub, but because they released these previews for the next episode. I didn't know about that. So... I think what I'm just to make this more clear, I may just start watching those and talking about those too when I'm doing the review of the episode, because it doesn't make sense for me to sit here and say, well, I wonder what's going to happen next episode. If there's a preview already released that says, I mean, it doesn't tell you everything that's going to happen, but for instance, the one for last week would have told us that hit was not going to be destroyed (laughs) at the end of last episode, right? So I think I'm going to change up the way I do that. And maybe I'll start watching those previews, too, and start talking about that. I I don't know. Which do you guys prefer? Do you have a preference? I can just stop watching those. I don't know if most of you guys watch those previews or if you don't. I mean, I feel like I I will be losing something fun about just kind of predicting um, things. 
but at the same time it might be kind of silly for me to, to, to speculate on something that's already been released right at least in a general sense I mean it doesn't tell you everything that's gonna happen but for instance uh, I already know who the person at the end of this episode that reveal that person that shows up I know who that is because I watched a preview for next episode so I don't have to speculate about that okay if any of that made sense <laughs> you guys can send me an email at rock the dragon podcast at gmail.com just kind of let me know your thoughts on that okay sorry anyway so yeah we were speculating about hit possibly being destroyed with that final blast and all that if you watch the preview you know that that wasn't going to happen and now if you watch the episode you know that didn't happen you know that he uh, essentially just says that he advances his time skip yet again he had he advanced it even more at this point i think they stopped counting uh you know he was he was up to about a half of a second in previous episodes so now we can just assume that he's gone to a full second or higher here because he just kind of keeps going up uh, but he went up far enough to where he could escape that blast um, and he says that so you know this is amazing right i mean we're watching a super saiyan blue kaoken times 10 goku still kind of have to struggle against hit right makes you wonder how powerful this guy is right but it's not always about power either and that's i think that's one of the cool things i like about hit is that i don't think he's more powerful in terms of strength than goku is he just has this technique that is very useful and that he's very adept at being able to uh adapt and change and progress you know in a sort of a unique uh, sort of trait we don't usually see this with a lot of fighters right and that's one thing i really appreciate about the destroyer tournament once again i mentioned this is that these you know they're they're having to fight against fighters who they have to use their brains to defeat and this may be one of the most complex things we've seen in a long time in a lot of ways because once again i don't think he's stronger than goku i don't you know i if there was a way to read power levels right now i'm sure goku is more powerful than him but it's the time skip ability that he has that is making him a challenge to fight. And it's always cool to see um, fights be more villains or enemies, opponents be more difficult to beat other than just being strong. Uh, it reminds me of way back in the in the Frieza saga, the, the Ginyu Force. Remember Goldo? Goldo was incredibly weak. Incredibly weak. You know, he probably couldn't beat poor <laughs> in a fight <laughs> but he was able to freeze time so that was such a deadly sort of technique um so once again it's not always about power level sometimes it's just about what you what your abilities are and it's just something kind of cool about that and uh it's proven to be challenging here for goku and not only that goku's kaoken is a, is pretty much just obliterating his body very slowly here so we we do see some effects of that we see him kind of struggling every now and then to keep that in check now there is this point here where uh goku gives hit a pound <laughs> they pound each other's fists which i didn't understand i mean i don't get me wrong like there's something kind of cool about it and i think it's just probably just meant to show like the admiration for each other because goku has this ability to bring out this side and his opponents to where at the end of the fight they end up respecting him 
Um, I mean, unless it's like Frieza or somebody like that or someone who's just trying to kill everybody. But if he's just fighting someone, he has his way of bringing out this respect in his opponents. So maybe it was just meant to show that. But just the way it played out was just kind of weird because it didn't seem like it fit. So I'm very curious to see what the Japanese dub of this was and if they explain that better. Because, you know, sometimes it's hard when they translate these things to English because they're, they, some of this stuff could be... I mean, obviously, pounding fists is a probably an international sort of gesture now. I mean, I don't think that that's strictly U.S. or strictly Japan. I think internationally, most people probably know what that's supposed to mean. But other tr other things can be lost in translation in terms of customs and how uh, certain situations will play out. Maybe maybe this scene meant something else in Japan that wouldn't have translated as well in America so they just kind of let it happen the way that it did and I feel like that happens sometimes in Dragon Ball Super we get these really weird moments where the dialogue doesn't seem to make sense or something just doesn't add up and I and I can't help but wonder if that just because well in the Japanese version it was something that they tried to Americanize but just it wasn't as effective or something like that uh, but so what happens here is that uh, that we, we reach this point where Champa is pretty much saying, you know, he's telling Hit, just go ahead and take him out now. You know, what well, no, no, sorry. He's saying that he's getting weaker and weaker. So just avoid him as long as you can. And eventually Goku's Kaoken will be too much for him to handle. And you can just take him out, which at this point, we know Champa just wants to win. But these fighters who Hit appears to be an honorable sort of fighter. He's not going to win like that. And, if, and, and even Kaba goes up to Champa and he says, hey, it hits a very proud guy. He's not going to want to win like that. But Champa just wants to win. OK, so but that's you know, he does. I'm, I'm kind of glad that they did acknowledge that at least. Right. Because, you know, had they not acknowledged it, I would have been like, well, I guess he, he could. I mean, Goku was foolish enough <laughs> to tell his opponent his weakness is that this form that he has is taking a toll on him so why wouldn't he take advantage of it but the cool thing about a lot of these fighters once again is that they, they they're honorable and they don't want to win like that they have a desire to fight other fighters at their best and uh we find that and hit now uh, so he doesn't do that they they get back into the mix again hit continuously uh adjust his time skip ability so, you know, he's he's just, he's just, he's pretty much just beating the shit out of Goku at this point. I mean, this is one point where he just kind of knocks Goku out of the sky. Goku even starts to fall toward the ground. He loses the Super Saiyan Blue and the Kaioken. Um, now, he re he retains it. But I mean, obviously, he's got a fight cut out for him here. And once he re regains it is what I meant to say. And I retain. Um, he does manage to, to land some licks on hit. Okay, but he's he's obviously just very worn out at this point. He's just drained, so he just kind of falls to the ground, and we we can you know we can see that we're reaching that point where he can't he can't go much further with this. But at the same time, I mean, Hit is pretty worn out himself, so we get just a couple seconds of these guys just kind of trying to <laughs> catch their breath, uh, and then Goku does something that is relatively uh, unexpected here. He calls up to to, to Beerus. And he essentially asks him if he can lift the rules, um, the restrictions on the fight so that Hit can fight to his fullest capabilities because he's noticing that um, with the restrictions that Hit can't fight to his fullest extent, which I don't, 
Uh, once again, I don't know if it's one of these things that's kind of lost in translation, but I'm not sure why he would want him to do that right now. I mean, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Like Go Goku loves to fight and he wants to fight his opponents at their strongest. But with him under with him being aware of the fact that he is constantly losing power, it seems like a weird time to be like, oh, yeah, let's 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 let hit fight to his fullest extent. When he can't even fight to his fullest. Now, if they were even and they were both using their fullest powers, then I could see that. So there's something a little bit weird about that. Uh, and obviously the other characters feel the same way. <laughs> because I think Piccolo says something like, why would you want to fight this guy, you know, in a no holes barred kind of a situation? Because they're pointing out the fact that Hit is an assassin. Uh, so that, you know, he, he obviously has these moves that are, that are finishing moves that he's holding back um, for fear of killing the opponent and being disqualified. And Goku kind of takes note of that. And he, he says that he, he wants to fight him at the fullest extent. Now, um, Champa is fine with this idea, obviously, because he's feeling like, okay, well, this is going to give hit the advantage. He's going to win. He's going to kill Goku. Yada, yada, yada. So he is, he's wanting to, to, to make the change. Uh, Beerus, on the other hand, is saying, hey, wait a second, you can't just change the rules whenever you feel like it, which is something that we, or at least me, as a viewer, has been saying this whole time. And I've always thought that it was weird that they feel like they can just change the rules all of a sudden. It's not fair to the other fighters. But hey, who cares? I guess this is Dragon Ball. <laughs> this, is, this is the world where they just fought a giant bear and a fucking robot. So I guess we have to let some things slide. Um, but yeah, so Beer and so Beerus and Champa get into this argument about it. And um, throughout all of this, and I, I, I actually I should have I was supposed to mention this a little bit earlier, but there's been this reoccurring sort of comment, this this thing that keeps coming back up about uh, the gods being in charge and these two just being pawns, right? Which I think most of us kind of assume that, you know, this this tournament is more or less just for the uh, amusement of the gods, very much like uh, ancient Greek mythology and things like that. And not even just mythology and, and real history gladiators. Right. You know, they these they would throw these two warriors in a ring and make them fight each other for the the um, the entertainment of the of the gods or the king or whoever. And that's essentially what's going on here. But for some reason in this episode, they decide to kind of hammer down on that concept. And I think that that ultimately ends up affecting the decisions that are made during this tournament by both Goku and Hit. So there were some moments where they kind of overheard Champa saying that. And it starts to come out even more so during Champa and Beerus's uh, fight. So as a result of that, and along with Goku just constantly, just pretty much realizing that he's not going to have the power to sort of finish this, well, he takes it upon himself to step out of the ring. And he essentially just kind of intentionally loses the fight. He um, pretty much gives up. He just goes outside the ring and, and just kind of calls it a day. He tells Hit, hey, one day when we're able to fight with our restrictions and give it our, 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 our all and our, our best and our uh, to, to be to the, the fullest of our capabilities, then we'll we'll revisit this thing again. And he also mentioned something before all this about um, you know being pawns in Beerus and Champa's game for now, which I thought was pretty cool. And I think that there's an awakening that happens here. You know, I think I think Goku both uh, realized because he mentions this later on when he's talking to 
to Beerus. You know, he both realized that he didn't want to be a pawn in their game. And he also realized that the KO Kim was putting a strain on his body. And he couldn't fight hit with hit at, at, at his fullest capabilities. So he felt as if, what's the point, right? Like, if I, if I win this thing, it's not going to be under the fairest and most honorable circumstances, at least for me personally. If he loses, it also wouldn't be under the best circumstances. Uh, because, you know, they're kind of fighting as the entertainment for these these egotistical sort of brats <laughs> that, are, <laughs> that are the destroyer gods. Uh, and and that's kind of where he leaves it. I mean, he just kind of goes outside the ring and, 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 and calls it. And not to forget, you know, on top of all that, he's still under. Remember, everyone else is still pretty much under the impression that Monaka <laughs> is the greatest fighter in all of Universe 7 based on what they were told. Now, what we know from what we found out a few episodes back is that all of that was bullshit. <laughs> is that Beerus pretty much just lied to Goku and Vegeta and said all that to coax them into participating in the tournament, you know, because obviously he knows that they will follow any challenge, especially a great challenge of greater power and etc. So they just kind of gave him the impression that Monaka had this great power. Now, up until this point, I mean, obviously, I mean, they mentioned that and then Piccolo kind of echoed that. But, you know, this show, it's hard to predict anything because this this could have turned out one of two ways. Monaka could hop in the ring and be completely weak and be with exactly what they said. Or he could be super strong and so strong, in fact, that the gods themselves didn't even know. That's the kind of universe and world that they've created here in Dragon Ball to where this kind of shit can just happen. <laughs> They can essentially just make up stuff as they go along, really, and don't have to be held to anything, which is if you listen to episode zero is kind of one of my long standing problems with this world is that there's not many restrictions or limits on anything. So at any point in time, you know, anything can pretty much happen. And that's a good thing in some cases. It's a bad thing in some cases. But anyway, uh, yeah, so hits declared the winner. And now we've got Monaka versus hit. Okay. They're doing everything they can to show from the point Monaka leaves his seat <laughs> that he is pretty much a weakling. Okay. And this is where Jordan, your email kind of starts to come back into play here. Uh, hit through this fight. Now, you mentioned that you initially thought that he did, but then something happened to make you think that he didn't throw the fight. Well, I want to know what that is because everything about this screams to me that he threw the fight. I mean, just the way it played out, <laughs> you know, he Monaka jumps in there. He barely taps hit with a punch. He's surprised that he did anything. Hit looks at him first for a few seconds and then flies out. I mean, that that screams that he did that on purpose. Um, so, yeah, that's the definitely the way I, I, I took that. But. Either way, Monaka is announced the winner, so that means Universe Seven is the are the victors here. Uh, Lord Beerus versus Lord Champa comes to a, a conclusion here, uh, and Beerus wins. Um, now, once okay, to kind of go back to your email again, yeah, and, and then they they reiterate this, right? I mean, they they do more things to sort of enforce this idea that hit through the fight 
because I mean, for one thing, when he walks back over to Champa, he doesn't seem at all like he lost a fight. You know what I mean? Like it <laughs> without it being on purpose. And Champa is is like threatening this guy, and this is where things took a shift. It got really dark. I, you know, I felt I felt something at this moment. You know, he goes back over, and um, he goes up to Champa. You know, Champa's pretty much saying, "I'm going to destroy you and everybody else because you guys lost." <laughs> I mean, that's pretty fucked up, right? I don't know if Beerus would have gone that far. You know, I think I think here is where we start to see what really may have been at stake had Universe Seven lost this tournament because it was hard to kind of. Uh, to 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 invest in the stakes here until you see moments like this with Champa and you say okay man well had planet earth been lost to this guy they probably would have been worse off cuz Beerus does seem to be a little bit more calm than Champa in terms of his temper so Champa is like saying he's just going to destroy everybody oh and I, this is important too before all of this i mean hit pretty much said now he, he said something along the lines of now we're even Goku right so that if, if there was any doubt that he threw the fight I think that would solidify it for you because he's saying that we're even now you you backed out because you didn't want to be a pawn and etc etc and hit realized he didn't want to be a pawn and I'm sure at this point he respects Goku so he backs out too because at the end of the day they're both saying that, you know, we don't want to be pawns in the in this game anymore. So neither one of these gods get what they want. You know, neither one of us wins. Both of us lose. Now, technically, Universe 7 still wins, but it's like a weakling like Manaka. So it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it doesn't mean as much as it would have meant had Goku won the, the, the tournament. So in a way, Beerus and Champa still don't get what they wanted. And I think that is what Goku and Hit were, were going for here when they both decided to just kind of back out of the fight, okay? So Jordan, once again, just clarify that for me because I just, I want to make sure I didn't miss something here because sometimes it is easy to misinterpret things and people just kind of see things differently and hear things differently and etc. But that's pretty much what I came away with. Now, yeah, Beerus is deciding that he's about to destroy, uh, sorry, Champa is deciding that he wants to destroy everybody uh, on his team, Beer, Goku tries to stand up for everybody. Beerus says, "Stay in your lane, Goku. It's not in your business, etc." But then they're interrupted uh, by this little, short, weird-looking being and his two um, his two associates, and uh, that appears in the in the middle of the ring. And for both Beerus and Champa to be standing there with their mouths hanging open, uh, we <laughs> it's pretty safe to assume that this whoever this person is, they're very important. And uh, they're very powerful. Uh, and they both say, oh, no, we can't believe that it's Grand Zeno. OK, now I'm going to be honest with you here. I had to turn on the subtitles just so I could understand what it is they were saying, <laughs> because sometimes, hey, this is such a weird world where people have really weird names. So if you, you sometimes you can't just listen to shit, you have to like look it up or so I turn on the subtitles and it's Grand Zeno. OK. And this is what I was talking about earlier. If you watch the preview for next week's episode, well, then there's no reason for me to sit up and speculate as to who this is. We know who it is. He's apparently the king of all 12 universes. Okay. Also known as the Omni King of, you know, he's the king of all 12 universes. So once again, 
you know, I, I'm not sure. You guys need to let me know. Do you should I watch the preview for next week or not? You know, it, it, I, it, I do this podcast for y'all, not for me. OK, so if it'd be better to just speculate at the end and have me say, oh, maybe this person is this or maybe this person is that or whatever. Or should I just watch the damn preview and just, you know, speculate as to what he wants or why he's there? Let me know. That's that's the question that I'm asking myself right now. OK, so with that being said, well, here's the king of all 12 universes, which, man, it's just weird to think that there's <laughs> how many of these people are there. Right. You know, for a, a long time, the the highest level that we saw was Kami, right? The, 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 the overseer of Earth. And then we started going out and meet. We met King Kai and his West Kai, North Kai and South Kai. And there's a Grand Kai. And then above him, the Supreme Kai. And then there's also Elder Kai. And that's just the Kais. Okay. This is something completely different. And that was all in one universe. Okay. <laughs> so multiply that times 12 universes with all the Kais that they have. Uh, two, and then there's someone even greater above all of that. And that's essentially where we're who this person is. Don't know why they're there. I guess we'll find out um, whatever this is. It's obviously here to launch us into the next arc. So the reason that he's there could be because there's some bigger threat or something like that coming. I guess we'll see. All in all, I do have to say that I, for the most part, enjoyed the Destroyer tournament. Um I did. It was certainly better than most of the Resurrection F arc. It was definitely better than most of the Battle of Gods arc. Um, I think we got this the most Dragon Ball Z type shit uh, out of the entire series, I think, in this arc. I mean, it, you know, it once again, it, it wasn't perfect. And there's a lot of stuff I didn't like about it. And, and, you know, the animation was spotty in certain points and all that kind of stuff. But I do see sort of a general improvement happening here. Um, we got several episodes back to back when Frieza was around that looked like crap. At least here, they're kind of spread out a little bit. Um, and I, and I like it. I mean, the only, the main thing I didn't like about it is that, well, we've been on this tournament for how many episodes? So this is all we saw, you know, we didn't see planet earth. We haven't seen anything else. We don't know what the hell Gohan's doing, but I, it'd be interesting to see where it goes from this point on all, you know, I don't really do ratings or anything, but this was probably my favorite arc so far. That's not saying much. We already know that, <laughs> especially like me. I had already seen Battle of Gods, the movie and Resurrection F, the movie. So a lot of that stuff I already knew was going to happen. So it was a challenge to get through anyway. This was all new. So I appreciated that aspect of it. Uh, and I hope it only gets better. And from what I hear, it does. OK, so. All right. Uh, that about does it for the episode. Talk, guys. If you have any questions, comments about that, send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Please, please, please uh, like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Rock the Dragon Podcast. Uh, giveaway will be announced uh, very soon. Uh, leave me a review on iTunes if you feel like you have something positive you want to say. Uh, so I think that about does it, guys. So until next time for Rock the Dragon Podcast, I am Tim Bridgewater, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>